Hi, and welcome to Friarside Chats. I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with Father Mike today for a very exciting episode. Very exciting. Every one of our episodes, Emma, is very exciting. I, I need to find a new adjective. I know, I know. I? Awesome. That's Besides, another one of your overused awesome. adjectives. But, yes. uh, but it is. This is going to be awesome I am and very exciting. pumped. It, I'm very tell. pumped for today because we have um, an amazing guest. With uh, a great last name. With a great last name. That's the right. best last name. Uh, we have Beth Miller with us. Welcome, Beth. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, Beth is, you're the new director of nutrition. Is that the title? Yeah, the director of sports nutrition. Director of sports nutrition for the Duke Athletics. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. She's all decked out in Duke gear and has, like, the most casual, comfortable wardrobe. I feel like you could just go work out in the middle of the day in what you're wearing. Yeah, sometimes. And poor you work for this just ogre of a boss who makes you dress up every day, right? Is that what you're trying to imply? Yes. You have no idea. My boss is just the worst. He's terrible. I'm a terrible guy. Seems so. Um, No, but we're really excited. We brought Beth in today because we're going to talk... a lot about just kind of healthy living and how that interacts with our faith and um, who better to talk about that than like an actual professional nutritionist who works for Duke Athletics, like a premier athletic program, program in the, in in the, the world, country. On the planet? In, on the planet. That's I like right. that. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, so Beth, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? To... Yeah, so I've just been here on campus at Duke for about a month. Uh, before mm-hmm. this, I was at UCLA for mm-hmm. two years. Um, as director of sports nutrition out there as well. Um, and before that, I was at Florida State for two years. Uh, went to school in Tennessee and grew up in Wisconsin. That's kind of the backwards wow. route of how I got here. Like, what what <laughs> but, state haven't you to? Right, state. I know. Playing a game with my sister on how many states I can be a legal resident of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like four now, so. And so what is your, like, what is your day-to-day look like working with Duke. I mean, you're only one month in, so you don't. Yeah, it, but. yeah, but just I mean, the field in general. Um, mm-hmm. Every day is different, which okay. is what I love about it. Um, I wear a lot of hats. I'm a medical professional, so I do all the clinical counseling for mm-hmm. our athletes that have a medical need that's related to nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also team education too. So a lot of team talks or activities, grocery store tours, cooking classes, um, a lot of. Um, on-the-spot education, too, like being around practices and weightlifting and the um, training table, which mm-hmm. is our dining um, dining area for athletes. I do education there. Um, and then just forming relationships with athletes, too, and being around just so they can know and trust me and yeah. then buy into what I'm saying. Because if I'm just a person in an office that they don't get to see on the front lines, then they're not going to buy into what I'm trying to teach them. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think what's sad is that a a podcast doesn't show how Emma's face lit up when you said said grocery store tours. Grocery store tours and and cooking classes. Yeah, I think think she was going to say, well, look, how about we meet tonight at 7? They're so fun. Take me through. Yeah, I... I could learn some maybe budget shopping at Whole Foods. Is that a thing that's possible? Whole paycheck, baby. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. You teach cooking classes for people? Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't gotten into the details of it here yet. Um, But when I was at UCLA, we didn't have, like, a dining facility or anything to be where we could actually cook with stoves and ovens. Um, So I was able to get my facilities to approve us to use the press room, and we just set up on tables with George Foreman grills and skillets and the cutting boards to make it work and it's kind of a dorm room style cooking, so it's perfect. That is um, awesome. But I'll get creative and figure out a way to do it here, too, because I love teaching that way. Because, I mean, that's a big part of, about my role, too, is not only teaching athletes how to perform 
their best here with yeah. the nutrition for their sport, but then I also want to impact them for their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, those long-term goals. Yeah, yeah has um, Father Mike, ha- how about, where, where are you in this whole nutrition game? Do you, are you very conscious about? Well, I will say, um, to Emma's credit and to our staff, I, I was not very <laughs> conscious. And I, I, you know, I grew up in a, in a time when uh, nutritional information was eat what's placed before you and clear your plate, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that was it. Yeah, that clean, was, your those, clean your plate. It doesn't it, matter if you're full. It doesn't matter. No, just whatever gets put out. That's And, you know, my mom was a working mom, and uh, a lot of times my sisters and I would start getting dinner ready. So, I, I mean, and we were pretty much meat, potato, vegetable, mm-hmm. Maybe some dessert, which was whatever sweet was in the kitchen, <laughs> we could kind of you know, wolf down or something. But um, so I, I, I would say that in the in my time here at Duke, I've learned so much more about nutrition than I ever ever knew. And I, I will say, I was skeptical at the start because there's so much always becoming known yeah. about mm-hmm. nutrition, and that's mm-hmm. kind of being an interesting dynamic in your field yeah. where. If you're not current, you're you're done, yeah, right? And yeah. so I think there was some cynicism on my part early on when I first got here saying, oh, these people, they don't know. You know, every day <laughs> it's something different. You know, can't eat that, and then three days later you can eat that. Yeah. And, and that was my approach. And I've learned, I think, that that's not true, that there is a lot of knowledge out there. But I guess that, that changing nature of things has got to be something that's uh, – uh, keeps you on your toes, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. That's what excites me about it. I mean, we're extremely science-based field, and there's new science coming out every day. And that's the hard part, though, about mm-hmm. working such a you know busy life is to stay on top of that. Yeah. But you have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Constantly keeping up with the literature. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Father Mike, um, we, we've put some pressure on him yeah. over the past several years about certain certain things, but uh, you've been you've been really getting creative with the salads yes, lately. Yes, yeah. I have. They look good. My, we lunch the other day and both had a salad. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my latest sort of um, mantra, and this is, I don't know, you, you can probably correct me if this is wrong, but I, I think to myself, um, if a caveman didn't eat it, I probably shouldn't, you know, so anything that's been baked, processed, or in any way, you know, that's not a kind of a meat or a vegetable, I probably should think twice about. And that doesn't mean that I don't completely, but I try and use that as a basic rule of thumb and just figure that my body was probably built and made to eat a certain way and anything other than that might be testing the limits a little bit. So uh, the rest of it in, in tremendous moderation, so... That's very Paleolithic of you. Do you like yeah, that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to mock you. Paleo is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Al. <laughs> no, but that's good. That yeah. Um, so I'll be honest. When I think of healthy living, for the most of my life, the first thing I thought it was like, oh, exercise. But now I definitely think a lot more in terms of mm-hmm. food and nutrition and like what's going into my body too. Um, but I want to talk, as we're talking about food and nutrition and things, what are some ways, like, the Catholic Church or our, our faith and tradition talk about food? Right. I, you know, it's interesting. Especially, we just had Corpus Christi. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and I think going right there, you know, Jesus is pretty clear on saying, um, you know, there, there are a few places, in, not a few, there are a lot of places in Scripture where um, we think about, you know, we can't live on bread alone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so... Just acknowledging that, first of all, a healthy body and what 
the nutrition that we, the things that we consume impact who we are such that Jesus gives us his own flesh and blood mm-hmm. to nourish us, mm-hmm. you know? And so real nutrition has to be always seen in the light of not just for this life, but for the life to come. So, you know, Jesus is always preparing us for a, a bigger banquet, for a bigger meal that is to come. And, and we're not going to do that well if our physical bodies aren't, aren't well trained. But mm-hmm. certainly it's all for naught if our spiritual lives aren't nourished as well. Right. And so I, I, think, um, I think in Jesus we get this constant reminder to marry the two, which is, you know, not just, oh, I bless the food at the beginning of the meal and then eat whatever I want, you know. That's just, you know, I try and keep in mind um, why even when we're eating well, it's not just for yeah, this for life, this mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has, I, I just, not to put you on the spot a little bit, yeah. but like, has your faith informed your like path of nutrition at all or? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew back from high, like in high school mm-hmm. that I wanted to be a dietitian and um, that was from a, a very significant like happening in my life where I needed to see a dietitian and I wouldn't have gotten through that portion of my life without my faith and without Mm. the dietitian Mm -hmm. so that kind of intrigued me to the field in general but then also was where I started making my faith my own Mm -hmm. I grew up in the Catholic Church Catholic school girl but truly around that time then was when I you know hit a low and needed to make it my own and that Mm -hmm. was also when I found my passion Mm -hmm. so the two have just always been like the perfect marriage for me and then the amount of symbolism between our faith and spiritual exercises and real nutrition mm-hmm. and real exercise has just been, it's just made it for me. And mm-hmm. then when I can put the two together and like work with athletes that have a strong faith life too and combine them, it just, it makes it for me. <laughs> that is like, I am in the right place. Yeah. I am doing yeah. what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Uh, that's the best. Um, and and talking about like working with athletes and things. Well, were you an athlete in college? I was. You were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, well, that's funny because that's another area where I use my faith a lot. Is I was an endurance athlete. Oh. So, <laughs> enduring in my running, enduring in prayer, I've always you know kind mm-hmm. of used scripture to help me with my running, like patient endurance. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love that because I mean, endurance running is like so much a head game in yep. a lot of ways too, and yep. so. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know much about endurance running? By the way? I am the picture <laughs> of endurance running, aren't I? And doesn't everyone see that when they see me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go on a little five-mile jaunt this that's morning. That's it. I did not. That's later. That's later today. Um. So what do you guys what do you guys do for exercise right now in your life? What do you do? Go ahead. Uh, well, I do still run. Um, yeah. I battle with injury, but for the most part, running and cycling, anything endurance related, are my biggest things. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I am, too. That's what I enjoy the most. Like, getting, especially now, like, this morning was really nice and cool. And and I love running through the fall and winter. The cold does not bother me to run. I don't know if that bothers me. Wisconsin girl. Yeah, Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, love running in the cold. Give me some snow. I'd rather run in the snow than in, like, this gross humidity. But what about you, Father Mike? Well, you know, I've uh, I've been flat-footed all my life, which um, has... I've never been a runner other than, you know, running up and down a basketball court. Um, so oh, short spurts right. was, yeah, it was yeah. a little, little easier. But now I, I've got, um, I got a left knee that uh, just pounding, uh, you know, 
on my joints is probably not the best thing. So uh, anything that uh, either an elliptical machine or a recumbent bike or something. But I do easily six, maybe seven days a week, at least a half hour on mm-hmm. a bike and get get a good five miles in and, and get, try and get my heart rate up and yeah. break a good sweat. And, and I, you know, I, I just find that, you know, talk about healthy lifestyle. For me, as much as it is about remaining fit and, and treating my body well, it's, it's also um, a tremendous uh, emotional and spiritual sort of cleansing, you know, yeah. that um, mm-hmm. it's a stress reducer for me. And, and I find a, a great way just to break from the other things in my life. And, and so, I, you know, I, much the same way that um, I'm becoming more attuned to how that impacts good exercise really impacts my whole sense of my life Mm -hmm. spiritually physically emotionally uh, intellectually I also think good nutrition I have found and again I would say only recently only in the last few years that how what I'm eating makes you know I I feel differently, you, you know, and <laughs> I know, isn't that amazing when you have that realization, when you like I actually know. make a shift for like a couple of weeks right. of like eating differently and you're like, wow, my body feels like Dif- more alert. So I don't feel as tired. It's actually I, working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other, for me at least is, is a, gosh, in so many people in our world, um, their nutrition is just terrible and, and it's terrible not because of any fault of their own. It's just, yeah. you know, the poor of the world who... And I have the resource to be able to eat well. Mm-hmm. I think I should, um, you know, should take that seriously and say, you know, how maybe in the past I've not been attentive to mm-hmm. what I do have and use it, res- use the resource well, rather than just gobbling anything down. And and you know, so for me, it's I try, and not I don't think I'm spiritualizing it, but I I do think that what we eat uh, and what we consume has a spiritual component to it in our connection with the rest of the world, much of which doesn't have any access to what we've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I never thought about it like that before, but, we, you know, we've talked before about, like, using your your gifts and your talents and blessings that you've been given, you know, to the best that you can, and I never thought about, like, access to quality quality food, food like that. Right. But, like, am I... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't you find that maybe um, sometimes if you're dealing with, uh, you know, student-athletes who come from different backgrounds where just what they've been exposed to growing up and the like, you know, helping them to realize that breaking some of those mindsets that maybe mm-hmm. um, are just culturally based or yeah. what have you, is that a, oh, yeah. a reality? Certainly? Oh, yeah, it's a huge portion of it. I definitely need to learn the cultural dynamic of the, you know, the athletes that I am working with to mm-hmm. kind of suit their needs and help them like learn how within that they can shift, but then also to try and get them to branch out. Mm-hmm. Because certainly different cultures come at nutrition, I would think, differently. differently. And, yeah. and you know, maybe from a Western sort of U.S. culture, we always think we've got the yeah. Part of the phrase, the market on the best way to do it, and that may or may not necessarily be yeah. the case. We can learn from a lot of yeah. different. I, for example, I lived in Italy for three years, and I believe were the healthiest years of my life, just mm-hmm. in terms of nutrition, because they ate their main meal in the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. you know, and so the yeah. late evening meal was very light, 
whereas we've reversed yeah. that. <laughs> Last year, we actually did something really cool around Thanksgiving time. We did an international Thanksgiving with all of our international athletes and mm-hmm. had them um, have a table like display of their own country, and then they got to make a dish from their home and then kind of share with the other student athletes about it and kind of their connection to it, mm-hmm. and it was it was really neat. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. awesome. I would love <laughs> yeah. to. And then everyone could, anyone could come and try it, yeah. Except you, Emily. Oh, no! <laughs> so, Father Mike, what I'm hearing you say is that you might be open to trying kimchi soon. That's some really healthy stuff from Korea. Yeah. yeah. You know, those probiotics are really good for you. Anytime I hear the word probiotic, I, I get like a twitch that somehow that's not going to be in my taste range. But. Yeah, but you also didn't think you liked curry that's until right. this past that's week. Right. So. Yeah. You know, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna branch them out. (laughs) You've got two of us, two Millers, two Millers coming at you. Does bologna have any probiotic benefit? That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, is it is it trite to talk about body as a temple? You know, I don't think so. I I think. like what's a what's a way we can think about that a little bit new and not the way we've always heard it growing up? Right, like, treat your body as it's a temple. temple. Right, yeah. I, I I do believe that um, there have been you know, certainly I think athletics um, helps us to see that that sense of a finely tuned organism and what it can what it can do when it's treated really really well, mm-hmm. all the while not becoming obsessive. I think mm-hmm. that that's yeah. the you know, it, the good thing about the word temple is that it has spiritual connotations and it takes us to that place beyond mm-hmm. this life, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, what, you mm-hmm. know, it's interesting. Um, there's a um, former student athlete who now works uh, at the university in the athletic department and who was a lineman, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'll never forget, you know, um, hearing about how the football program does some specific programming with the the bigger players around for the guys that aren't going to be going on to the mm-hmm. next level how right away you have got to drastically change, change. your eating habits yeah. and drop yeah. a decent amount of weight because you can't live for a sustained period of time that big yeah. you know and yeah. and he did and he I, I remember <laughs> like six eight months later looked very different yeah. and has done a great mm-hmm. job with that my point being is that athletics can get you to this finely tuned organism for a particular sport. Mm -hmm. But I think what we have to do is realize what's that organism going to look like for the longer haul Mm -hmm. and for the life hereafter. So Mm -hmm. as long as our ultimate goal is life in Christ and, and the spiritual realm where we'll have this glorified body, you know, think about Mm -hmm. that. We try and glory in this body today and, and what the, what our faith really teaches us is let's be excited about the glorified body that's to come, you know, mm-hmm. where even Jesus's apparitions, uh, the, the apparitions of Jesus after his resurrection, you know, his glorified body had his wounds. Mm-hmm. Think about that, you know, so still flawed, yeah. but uniquely different in a way that's, that the scriptures even find yeah. hard to, to kind yeah. of describe. If that's the, the kind of glorified body that we're really banking on, then I think we get beyond this sort of trite version of, mm-hmm. of temple, you yeah. know. I've actually used that line from scripture in a counseling session before, and I like focusing on the end of it, not uh, 
where it talks about honoring your body. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, treating in that sense, you know, if you are under eating or overeating for what your body needs, and in a sense, you're not honoring your body and you're not in a sense either honoring God because mm-hmm. you're not doing, you're not providing to your body the way that he made you. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's actually ironic mm-hmm. that you brought that scripture up. Oh, you used it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I never thought about it. How many times have I heard this? But I never thought about it as like, you're right, a temple. You don't like respect a temple for the temple's sake. You res- like you respect a temple for it pointing. It points you to God. So sure. like, it's not about perfecting my body or like. Yeah, it's not about being That's obsessive. Not the end. It's, it's not like the end. is is what I'm doing. My body right. pointing me, right. like pointing my life towards Him. Right. Um, and so how does yeah. how does good health, how does healthy living, mm-hmm. give God glory? You know, um, that that whole concept of you know. The glory of God is man fully alive, you know, so how are we fully alive the way he envisioned us to be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, f- for his purposes, I think that always um, creates a, um, you know, a nice sort of way for us to envision what it is that God's calling us to do in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we we all. Well, okay, I'll be honest. Sometimes I forget when I'm by myself. But we try and pray before we eat meals as Mm -hmm. a way of of bringing Christ into those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some other ways either into, like, our, uh, like, diet and nutrition or in exercise, too? Like, I... I struggle sometimes. Sometimes I try and like pray while I'm running or something, mm-hmm. and sometimes it works better or not. But what are some ways we can bring Christ into those moments more? Do you have some ideas? Well, one thing I like to, I was talking with Father Mike the other day, how I love the rosary and try to do it every day, or mm-hmm. if I don't have time necessarily to, you know, kneel down and pray it, I listen to a podcast. So I will sometimes go for a walk and mm-hmm. like listen to the podcast and say the rosary on a walk. Um, that's, what podcast is that? that uh, like it walks you through on, the rosary? Yeah, it's okay. on the app um, Laudate. Oh, Laudate, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then an, another th- way too is I've found like a kind of upbeat like contemporary Christian Pandora station that mm. sometimes is really good to run to. Okay. So then just through that by natural like by in the back of my mind like hearing the songs I'm in a way like subconsciously mm-hmm. praying while I'm running. Yeah. Those are just two of the. I like favorites. that. I, I I run to music. Why don't I run to Christian music ever? And just like some of those refrains, let those some just like great. sink in. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And I think the subliminal um, messaging there, you know, the, and the other is, um, you know, silence, you know, not putting any earbuds exactly. in and yes. just allowing um, maybe praying at the beginning of our workout where, where we're going to say, I just want to be, you know, in this time of silence, Lord, I want to even, you know, even if I'm hearing barbells crack. And it's so tough if you're in a gym because there's noise and there's music and, it, you know, it's, <laughs> you almost have to put like earplugs Ear in, yeah. you know, and yeah. just to, to find the silence. But I, I think that there's uh, there's beauty in that as well, that we don't always have to fill our ears with a, a noise while we're working out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there can be a deeper place where Christ wants to speak to us in the workout in the silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm feeling that as kind of like a personal challenge right now because that is not something I would ever choose like for myself. Sure. So that is that is Today. my takeaway from this Today. this discussion. <laughs> I will do a silent workout this week. Today, not this week. Well, no. I already worked out today. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, takeaways for you guys that you think you might want to implement? 
in your life? Maybe not yeah. today or this week or whatever, but like. I mean, I just think for me, it's this um, appreciation of, of God's made us a certain way and honoring that by honoring my body mm-hmm. in the way that living the way that he's created and learning more. Yeah. You know, and that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, I think Beth um, helps me to continue to say, okay, what what newer things can I learn as we continue to, to understand that? So honoring God by honoring my body is mm-hmm. just sort of my takeaway. A little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know for you what, what you're thinking, but... Uh, for me to just continue to keep God very present in my practice mm-hmm. and, in, you know, in the work as I'm helping others and, and myself because there are plenty of times where I'm too busy helping others learn mm-hmm. these skills that yeah. sometimes certain things in, in my life slip too. So just kind of yeah. keeping that at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Oh man, don't we know how that goes in ministry sometimes <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wonderful. Well, Beth, it was so great. And yeah. I feel like we could just keep going on right. and on and on. <laughs> I have so many more questions. So now we'll have a we private podcast there. session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been wonderful. Thank you guys for joining us for another great episode of Friarside Chats. Uh, please email us at any time with any thoughts, questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you can email me directly at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, some really incredible people, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thanks, Beth. Thank you, Em. Thank you. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. <laughs>